When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, uh, we are joined by a much sought-after co-host, a frequent collaborator from Bangalore. Hello, Ramchandra. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, hi, Ajit. Uh, nice to be here again. Well, as always, it's a pleasure for me to host you. And uh, you know, I always enjoy our chats because... I think uh, in the recent past, that uh, that uh, uh, the tribute you gave to Bedi was one of the most uh, listened episodes of mine. Uh, but also, I think it was also one of the most heart-touching episodes. I got a lot of uh, positive comments. So, well done on that front. And also, I think it went yeah. well with your article. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. And uh, one, one of the best uh, surprises which I received was from uh, Mr. Vijay Lokpalli. Uh-huh. Who's like a veteran journalist who covered uh, Indian cricket for three decades almost. Like he traveled with the Indian team throughout the 80s, 90s, and better part of 2000s. He read my article and he DM me saying that it's a fantastic tribute. So that was that was like someone who know who knew Mr. Bedi personally, uh, close friend of Mr. Bedi was Vijay Lokpalli, who resides in Delhi apparently. So he was a family friend uh, to Mr. Bedi. So someone like him, like. You know, saying that uh, the piece was very good and it covered uh, pretty much the whole, you know, personality of Mr. Bailey was really heart touching. I was, I was really flattered and uh, it was really overwhelming uh, feeling for me. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks for this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had no, I had no <laughs> part in it. Well done. No, no, no. I, you I, actually pushed me. Actually, I, I was pretty becoming a bit lazy. Like uh, <laughs> you actually pushed me that day. Like once your article is ready, please 
you know forward it to me so that i can like uh, link it to this podcast so that actually prompted me to you know hurry up and do that uh, in the weekend so i had to just invest a couple of hours but it it came out well actually <laughs> good to hear good to hear yeah. and yeah i mean uh, that was a well researched article and even i read it it was very well written so well done and hope you continue yes, writing yes. such articles yeah yeah sure ajit yeah yeah so now i think there are three almost now inconsequential games uh that we have yeah. to have a quick chat on and then we can yeah. maybe discuss about the semi finals of the world cup so first of all did you catch yeah. all three of these inconsequential games basically starting from uh, bangladesh australia yeah yeah i did i did watch uh, michel marsh blitzkrieg with the bat and uh, also uh, the pakistan game the moment uh, you know butler won the toss it was all over game was done i was actually <laughs> interested to see if pakistan bats first and if they if they you know make a statement like Uh, go and uh, get somewhere on 400 450 and cricket is a funny game as you know man if if england were like 20 for 3 or something you never know what could have happened and uh, i was waiting uh, to, i was just waiting uh, to see pakistan's approach towards batting if they, if they you know get to bat first unfortunately that didn't happen and of course the final game india netherlands game was so so dead rubber and india got a nice batting practice before uh, you know uh, the semi finals <laughs> we'll take it one by one so the moment new zealand clinched that uh, you know almost overwhelming uh, net run rate yeah. it was clear yeah. whether pakistan's wins yeah. or not they may not have any option to actually go qualify for the semi finals so we'll start uh, we'll start with the first one which is bangladesh australia so in this case i think bangladesh batted well they acquitted themselves well no 100 but uh, 306 yeah. in 50 overs against yeah. an australian bowling attack that's well done right tohit ruday promoted right. to four i think he showed what he can do in the future yes top class batting effort uh, irrespective of the conditions uh, getting uh, somewhere around over 300 against that quality australian attack is is a fantastic effort and uh, yeah uh, litton das and the other guys the top order uh, they probably had they they be consistent had they been consistent uh, going through the, from the first game probably uh, bangladesh could have won a couple of more games on who knows probably with the spin attack they probably could have been one of the contenders for the top 4 also uh, i actually thought that they had the side to be the top 4 especially considering that uh, you know they were playing the subcontinent unfortunately litton das disappointed tamim mcball didn't turn up so this was a problem and it was nice to see as you mentioned you know rudai uh, you know getting some runs and 306 i probably felt that with the bowling attack what uh, though shakib alasan was not there i felt that they had enough you know uh, dices in their uh, repertoire to actually trouble australia but uh, the way michel mas batted i mean like he was unbelievable uh, this was this innings was reminiscent of uh, shane watson's 180 odd i think he scored into 2011 right after the world cup if i'm not wrong so it was pretty much similar uh, kind of an innings so i mean i remember that innings when michel was uh, was going on and i actually was the highlights later uh, i could not catch the live uh, live action completely but that was crazy hitting i mean And everyone has to watch it i mean he's one of the cleanest striker of the uh, cricket board right. one of the cleanest strikers yeah nine sixes 17 fours i mean yeah. david warner was given some credit as well he sort of steadied the ship by the time warner was out at 132 you almost thought that the result was beyond any doubt even though there were so many runs to get they had put yes. australia in such a comfortable position already by the 22nd over you know and some yeah. of bangladesh attack was beginning to look increasingly toothless Maybe yes. it was maybe let's go home yeah. syndrome where let's go home. Yeah, it's true. Right? They have resigned to that. They had resigned to that. That's it. Very simple. No, but <laughs> Australia, I think, uh, are nicely yeah. 
clicking into top Watch. gear so two yes. very big scores right yes. so previous game yeah. maxwell doing what maxwell only can in oh, this game he was rested right. luckily yeah um luckily, in this yeah. case also adam zampa took two more wickets again wonderful spell so anybody anybody who takes two for 32 in 10 overs against asian teams he's bowling really well yeah. a spinner right yeah. and so adam zampa for a spinner uh, to be topping the wicket number of i mean highest number of wicket takers chart hmm. you know Uh, keeping someone uh, Kuldeep Yadav and Jadeja who have been bowling like who hardly been bowling bad balls says says speaks volumes about uh, Adam Zampa's effort I mean it's unbelievable you know he's one bowler who has been really consistent though the faster bowlers have gone for lots of runs uh, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been really erratic given the big names they've really been erratic uh, Hazardwood has been okay to a certain extent and, but Mitchell Stark and Cummins have gone for runs but Zampa has been one standout performer uh, with the ball for them now that was the point right in India all yeah. f- I think five bowlers have been sharing the wickets around but when it comes yes. to Australia I think Zampa and to an extent Hazelwood you already pointed out correctly are the yeah. people who've sort of run away with it when it comes to wickets and consistency so yes. but If you're an Australian team, you would be happy, right? Because they're clicking. Things are falling in place perfectly. How yeah, everything is falling in place. And then they are the team which, I mean, they know to win big games. There's, there's not somebody who is going to, probably they've lost only one semi-final, if I'm not wrong, in the whole World Cup uh, history. That's the one which they lost in 2019 against England. I don't think they lost any semi-finals. It just says oh, what kind of a side they are, historically. So you've got to be wary of uh, them. right see uh, australia is always like you never write them off heading into any knockouts yeah. so here yeah. they are yeah. things are falling in place yeah. uh, mostly uh, so if you were to you know maybe also take some time to do a quick uh, preview of the second semi final so the second semi final will be south africa australia really a mouth watering contest yeah. first time after 2000 uh, uh, 1999 when <laughs> they played out that uh, yes i you know i think 2007 they played out but ah, yes. uh, it was a one one off it was a one sided affair with megra and sean tate like uh, they bowled them out for 140 if i'm not wrong on chelsea down in 25 hours correct. yeah i remember in 2007 yeah i mean that one doesn't even yeah. register in our minds uh, i suppose it was so one sided for a yeah. knockout game yeah but that the yeah. other one where the way with four balls left how it was clearly their game and yeah. how that run out with yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody dropping the bat all and right that, so rekindles my childhood memory and i still remember <laughs> we did not have cable connection at home it was uh, live on uh, since it was semi final though india had like uh, crashed out the semi finals were uh, both the semi finals were aired in doordarshan on doordarshan uh-huh. so i remember having my dinner and watching that game i knew that lance clunson is going to do something crazy i remember watching it with my dad and the moment the first four was it my dad said this going guy is going to finish it off and i felt that one wicket anything can happen and damien fabling is not a not a you know pedestrian bowler he's is a good enough bowler he's no glen magra but he's a decent bowler then the second ball again makes rooms and uh, makes some room and gets another boundary and i felt that how can how can this guy do this and we had someone like robin singh at 6 and 7 and who is to bat well but this guy was something else in that world cup and then they probably should have been run out in the on the third ball also they somehow escaped mm-hmm. unscathed mm-hmm. and the fourth ball they did the same thing and one guy ran and the other guy didn't run and it was all over and how can they do that i mean i still remember the next day in the school it was the, we chatted for the whole day till the evening like all of friends group of friends chatting about the, how can this happen i mean just imagine school kids in in, in india 
were heartbroken looking at i mean seeing that loss imagine <laughs> the plight of the south african players and the common public then and that semi final and the one in the 2015 where they unfortunately lost in new zealand probably they should have won that game Correct. in wellington if i'm not wrong dale stein so right they've had the heartbreaks yeah dale stein bowling to elliot elliot won that game yeah, yes he and elliot so i mean like they've had that history of heartbreaks ajit i just hope that they make it to the finals once at least and well. <laughs> let's see what happens but but talking about that game ajit technically mm-hmm. speaking their best chance is to win the toss and bat first i don't see this team how they can chase something someone on 27280 if australia bat first and put up 27280 uh, south africa and big bet regal especially if quinton de kock falls early so bavuma is not in the best of the forms so their middle order is a bit shaky while chasing uh, while while batting first they have been do- doing fantastically well but you could see that you know they even struggled against uh, the netherlands with due respect to netherlands probably 240 250 they should have chased it down uh, the mm. kind of quality of batters they have so they have this you know one thing which which is against them but if they bat first they have a really good chance with the bowling attack they have and if they put up somewhere on 272 80 uh at kolkata uh, they have a great chance but yeah i'd be love to prove wrong to be proven wrong even you know south africa chasing on 272 80 it be great spectacle for cricket lovers but uh, that is really difficult happy i hope that south africa wins i'm backing south africa to win that game mm. uh, but uh, Australia is technically the clear uh, clear favorites i think 70 30 in in my favor australia should be in that game fair enough so i concede that you know australia are clearer favorites because uh, they are the form team south africa have outdone themselves getting this far must be said at yes. least from the True. team perspective they are talking of no pressure on this group of players who uh, overachieved yeah. already yeah. but can they go yes. the additional couple of steps so that's the real question yeah. here and yeah they have many things falling in place themselves it must be said that you know their bowling attack is clicking well their spinners are doing really well yeah. by the way yeah and yes. this is going to be a more of a turgid track it's not going to be a high scoring game so yeah. one might say you know 260 270 might already be a very good score even if a team bats first in that yeah. case you hit the nail on the head when you said south africa are better off batting first but australia can either bat first or chase so they have done both yeah. equally well so from that perspective itself and how well the teams have shaped up australia are the clear favorites but for me well somehow i sense an upset coming i somehow sense australia will uh, be beaten and uh, south africa will make it to the final let's see if that were yeah. to come true because they also have another wrist spinning option right in tabrashams i hope they have used more um, sparingly yeah they may throw sparingly, both of them yes. maharaj will definitely start maharaj is the one that's been making all the difference one. in the second 10 overs or the third second and third yeah. 10 overs so if they combine both and there is something else that happens they are perfectly capable of stunning and you know bundling australia out for maybe even under 200 that gives them a chance for me that's the only real chance they will have their spin bowling attack because uh, as well as jansen has bowled i'm thinking he will he will be targeted by the australians i expect he'll be rabada jansen uh, kutse maharaj yeah. uh, to start with the bowling and the fifth Nigiri. bowler ah that's where if, depending on the pitch i will expect either it'll be engidi or uh, shamzi so i expect actually yeah. shamzi may be thrown into the mix because he'll be given the he'll be given the license to take the wickets even at the cost of you know buying them right a little bit costlier yeah sure. so this is going yeah. to be very very interesting whether uh, australia bat first or bowl first uh, the second spinner might make a huge difference because markram is there 
but people like warner people like marsh and uh, smith will definitely target warner so uh, sorry will definitely yeah. target chap uh, makram so let's see how it goes so that's something i'm really that's one point i'm really thinking but i have a feeling somehow it's also resting with this leader bauma is a different sort of a leader yeah. compared to previous uh, captains of south africa yeah. who found themselves yeah. in a knockout i think that might be the difference yeah. Yeah, you never know. You can we can be up to uh, Bauma special. You never know. That guy is like yeah. pretty, I mean, pretty, uh, highly unpredictable. Nah, he only activates when the team is in trouble. You don't want that. Yeah, I mean, his big exactly. scores are only exactly. when the team is like absolutely like drowning. And uh, we are missing one thing. You look at his ODI numbers; they are fantastic. Just no, like KL Rahul, how he's been looking. Yeah, correct, this is really. I mean, before despite this lean patch ODI has had, hmm. he averages in mid forties, and his record is close to ninety-five, ninety-six. So that's that's a fantastic record to have hmm. when you have played over fifty ODIs. So I think his 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 commands that respect in the team, I believe. No, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he has the game to actually attack the faster bowlers to right at the start, yes. right? So that might actually work in South Africa's favor as well. Let's see because it'll be Hazelwood basically, and if Stark turns yeah. up well, if Hazelwood and Stark turn up, most teams will not be able to withstand that. But let's see if that happens. Yeah. So moving on, the next game, the next inconsequential game, must be said. was between uh, england and pakistan so pakistan were playing for some pride here but uh, you yeah. made a very interesting observation off air before the game itself or with the toss the game may have been decided correct the toss the moment uh, you know butler chose to bat first it was all over for pakistan isn't it not exactly so i was thinking this pakistan bowling lineup may dig deep the spinners have hardly yeah. done anything in the whole tournament yes maybe they thought yeah. right they'll come to the party maybe try and you know influence the setting a little bit okay it was in eden gardens again sort of a little bit of a turgid pitch mm. if possible uh, if they can you know keep england to 230 240 maybe there's a game at hand but um, well mm-hmm. england batted really well first of all johnny bersto turned up malan more or less consistent self um, luckily for the those of us who are missing joe root he came back he hit a 60 ben stokes continued his good form and well butler brook they sort of finished strong right willy in the end yeah, yeah. and 337 was comfortably 50 runs above par if you ask me there yeah on that pitch yes true right well haris rauf and yeah. shahin shafridi took the wickets same for wasim but they were all targeted towards the end harry yeah. brook hit out right and then butler did a little bit and then of course um, willy who was probably signing off from international cricket also hit out yeah. right i don't know yeah. if they are going to try and persuade willy to stay back because he's really been playing well as far as england was concerned yeah, proper white ball bowler i mean from a call is he's got all the stocks you know to to succeed in in white ball cricket and it's unfortunate you know people retiring in early 30s it's really unfortunate I mean, he was not given a contract. I mean, first of all, it yeah, was weird they announced the contracts during the World yeah, Cup. Yeah. But I'll park that. Yes, he was not given yeah. a contract extension. And look, he's also at an age where he has made a name for himself in the T20 circuit. There is yes. the there's the hundred more sought after, correct? Yeah, and he can open the, the bowling if you want. He can open the bowling if you want. He's somebody that flexible, yeah. and he showed that he took yeah. five balls, hit fifteen, and then came back and took three wickets. Right? Yeah. You know, Pakistan probably their openers couldn't get going. Abdullah Shafiq. on and off i i expected fakkar zaman may sign off again with the beginnings he couldn't right both of these were down to willy right at the top of the order right yeah. so and then wox yeah. yeah. was economical but willy took the wickets up front and towards the end he considered some yeah. runs but uh, 
the result was beyond any doubt right yeah. and yeah. so babar azam again another middling score mohammad rizwan middling score saud shakil and aga salman sort of making a point that they belong in this level nothing more and aga salman made a good 50 yes right and then yes. a little bit of swinging from the tail but the mm. moment i would say fakhar zaman failed and then at about 3 for 61 the game babar was over got out. when babar was out right? yes, 4400 yes. was definitely over yeah. Yeah. so well at least yeah. england will take some uh, solace that they will not right. have to worry about any yeah. champions trophy shenanigans champions trophy right exactly yeah but i think if you look at england's batting as it like uh, it took a lot of time to you know come together so that was the problem joe root mm-hmm. after the two high 50s what he got in earlier games then he he slipped into a bit of slump uh, stokes did not play for three or four games initially mm-hmm. so who took he took a while to get going and the top order didn't fire so they had all these problems to compound to that problems the bowling was not not even half a decent what we expect at this level right. they were like pretty erratic and they they were very expensive and, and the the way they batted against in uh, sri lanka Correct. the game which probably they should have won big and resurrected their campaign the way they lost that one that just you know uh, summed up their whole uh, world cup campaign so they were not there uh, it's unfortunate uh, uh, defending champions going bowing out in this fashion is really unfortunate uh, but they probably had all the you know bases covered coming to this world cup yeah bowling was a bit shaky but they had the batting to to cover up uh, at least to i mean they should have made to top 4 there is no two ways about it they were one of my one of the, my favorites to make it to the top 4 unfortunately they didn't so yeah uh, a disappointing campaign after uh, i read somewhere that it is probably the worst uh, defending uh, champions campaign after the 1919 world cup where sri lanka bowled out uh, before you know before getting into the super six so this is something pretty much mm. on par with that performance mm. yeah yeah it's really unfortunate but sri lanka in 1919 no one gave a chance considering the conditions in england in 1919 and sri lanka were a pretty pretty decent side but you know you don't you didn't really expect that sri lankan side to do well in the english conditions so but this england side had all the ss uh, to to you know perform here but unfortunately they couldn't and then when you talk about pakistan's campaign i mean like this bowling attack was started to be the best if i'm not wrong before the asia cup they had nasim shah harris rauf and shain afridi for bowling and you know firing in all cylinders then probably they covered their weakness of the spinners to a certain extent because all these three uh, seamers were on top of the game and then nasim shah got injured unfortunate injury and shain shah afridi has been bowling well in patches but the biggest disappointment for me ajit is harris rauf i mean like he's he's really been very very expensive and mm. he got a lot of wickets but he spent a lot of runs to get those wickets and if one of your top bowlers has spent more than 500 runs in nine games uh, it's really really unfortunate like like you're asking for trouble as simple as that so they just shows that you know because the batsmen also did not bat the way they're supposed to bat in 2023 as per the odi standards mm. so that also compounded their problems and yeah you could see the fielding was also not up to the mark and they were expecting some other results to go in the way i remember the last one when we did a podcast when i asked about pakistan chances i said uh, you know you can expect one or two games to go in your favor but you can't expect four or five games to go in your favor to help you out and even if that had not gone if they had changed on this 337 and made a statement that would have said that this this is a you know probably a quality side but they bowled out i mean there was not even a kind of a 
you know, they did not even compete against England in this game. 337, they lost out pretty badly. So they just summed up that campaign and they're probably never there. Who knows? I mean, Nazim Shah's injury would have been, could have been a, a biggest factor in their, uh, you know, derailment of the campaign. But uh, at this level, you can't really blame. Look at how India has coped up with uh, Hardik Pandya's loss. It, they shami in, they're batting the proper six batters. They have a longest tail now, but mm. still the top order is covering, isn't it? I mean, that you, at this level, it's not a school side where you struggle uh, because just because one player, uh, one main player has missed out. It's not like that. So you got to have backup for that. And unfortunately, as you know, I mean, Pakistan doesn't have the depth in the, you know, the, in the bench strength. And that was, that was pretty much apparent the way they played their cricket. And probably they'll go, there's going to be a lot of, lot of uh, changes in the days to come. Mm. Hopefully, if Pakistan can resurrect their side and come back strong, for all the uh, multinational tournaments, it's going to be a great contest between India and Pakistan. Let's hope that all this hype, you know, uh, lives up to the expectation in the days to come. Look, uh, at least in the first half, they sort of set up an expectation, Pakistan, that they could go all the way as well. But they couldn't follow through. Somehow, you know, the campaign never got going. This is the first thing. But for me, Barber as a captain also left a little bit to be desired. Uh, we see some coaching staff yeah, changes. Yeah. I think uh, Morne Markle has retired, has resigned as the coach of uh, Pakistan uh, fast bowling coach. He's resigned from that post, right? And Alan Donald has yeah. left his uh, position as Bangladesh fast bowling coach. Um, probably under different circumstances, the two of them, right? But that's coming through. But as you yeah. say, we may notice other other changes as well. You're right. Mickey Arthur, yeah. Right, more, yeah. uh, Mickey Arthur, I think, yeah. has the backing of the board, if you ask me. Uh, and Grant Bradburn also, I think, might be safe. But however, captaincy, we may see some changes in the captaincy because Barber also didn't acquit himself very well in the home test series. So, uh, so some things that yeah, I dare say it's a good thing for him. Yeah. He's had his turn at the top. I would say he's still their best batsman, without any doubt. And he should be allowed to do that, yeah. focus on being their best batsman and just continue piling on the runs, winning them games with the bat. Right, so that's that's okay. It's not a bad idea. So that's one thing, and uh, at least uh, I think Harris Rauf, he'll have to fi- figure a way out. Where in T20s, it's okay if you are that costly, where you can get away with it. But in yeah, a one-day setup, ODI. right? It's basically he has a lot of pace. It's very obvious. But then high high quality batsmen, <laughs> yeah, they'll make you. Yeah. They'll really make uh, you pay if you stray. For example, probably people like Hazelwood. He's not taller. He's not as yeah. uh, fast as Rauf, but he's definitely taller, right? So you can see what control yeah. means and yeah. how you can effectively use it. So this is all something that they'll have to go back to the drawing board. Also, a spinner with the teeth. I, I was looking for. Um, I forget his name. Abrar, I think the gun, the one with the glasses. I think he was yeah, a traveling yeah. spare. Yes, yes, Abrar. Uh, he. I don't know. He yeah. would have made more sense. Usama Mir played a couple of games. I expected a little bit more from there. A spin bowling attack, really. That is the only one I was a bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, Nawaz was in and out of the squad. <clears throat> Maybe he didn't get the consistency he was required to show. But it left me a bit wanting their spin bowling attack. So that's that's all I would say. But well, they were again very short, just short of making a semi-final. I must say, not very short. So it's okay. Uh, yeah. They will go back home a little bit disappointed, but not particularly unhappy about how they performed. It's just a couple of things. Yeah. If it went their way, maybe they would have been there in the semi-final. Now to the third and the most meaningless of the all dead rubbers <laughs> wearing Netherlands to con India. <laughs> well, yeah. I was yeah. really disappointed <laughs> with the Indian team selection for the game. Thoughts on that? 
Yeah. Uh, look, there are two ways of looking at it, Ajit. Uh, there was one school of thought which said that, uh, why do you want to break that uh, winning rhythm? You're winning, I mean, of course, yeah. even a second string side can uh, yeah, take on the Netherlands and compete and uh, probably even defeat them. But uh, I remember all that saying that, you know, there's no reason for any changes and we'll be going with the same side. Uh, it was kind of a David versus Goliath mm. kind of a battle. And I too was expecting Prasid and Shadul Thakur exactly. to get a look in and uh, and then probably Ashwin? rest Shami and Bumbra. No, I would have yeah, rested Siraj and Bumbra. Yeah. Shami is on red hot streak. Why yeah. stop it? Let it go. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, he anyhow has missed out four games in the beginning. And I yes. would say yeah. give Shardul and uh, Krishna a go with Shami and uh, play Ashwin yeah. in the place of maybe Jadeja. I know Jadeja took a 5 4 in the last game. You don't yeah, want yeah. to break that. But look, yeah. it's a choice. Yeah. And I mean, actually, probably they would have felt that what sense would it, what sense would it even make? Because uh, the playing 11 is almost pretty much fixed for the semi finals. You are not going, you know, that these guys won't be playing there. So probably felt that. It's a kind of a continuity, and you could see that uh, you know they did not did not want to risk them, and you could see uh, Subman Gill bowling, Surya Kumar Yeah, what Rado, is going on with Rohit that? and Kohli? Yeah, I felt that for a moment I thought, is there any exhibition match going on, or how why they are why they are treating their opponents so so? I mean, it is not good on uh, cricket's part, to be very honest. I mean, nah, was, I mean, to, in my book, injured, I right? call that distance. He was injured. Yeah, he's injured. Was... I mean, he was injured, but Siraj was injured, but. I mean, you don't have expect, oh, you know, someone like Surya Kumar who doesn't even bowl in first class cricket. Gil doesn't bowl in first class. Oh no, class they cricket. do. It was kind of a fun going. Little on. bit they do. No, no, no. They, they, okay. they probably wouldn't just roll their arms and then that's it. They, they technically don't bowl in the in first class cricket. So I, I was pretty much, to be honest, as a cricket fan, I was upset mm. uh, with the way the things were going on. When you look at even Kohli and Rohit Sharma also, it's been decades they have bowled uh, consistently. So, even they roll their arm over, it's fine. It's Are fine. they both took a wicket, right? But still, Rohit I think, and Kohli. Yeah, they both took a wicket. But, uh, yeah, this was on the cards. I mean, the moment uh, Rohit won the toss and lifted to bat first, I I knew that 400 was a must on in, at the Chinnaswamy mm. and considering the conditions and short boundaries, square short square boundaries and Rohit would, would love to hit those pull shots. And, I mean, if it just went as per plan, I was expecting a big 100 from Rohit mm. uh, or even Kohli for that matter. That didn't happen. And... Then Shreyas Ayer on the local bar, Rahul made merry mm. and Rahul's innings in particular, the control he gave and it's not, it's not easy coming at five in the 35th over and getting a century of 62 balls and which happens to be the quickest ever uh, century by an Indian in the World Cup. Wow. So that's some record. I know I mean, that it is one of the greatest of the attacks, but still a World Cup 100 of 62 balls is, is some uh, innings and yeah, I mean, the sixes he hit, the pickup shorters, like eye catching. I mean, mm. when KL Rahul is on song, I mean, you just forget everything and watch, watch him bat. He's, he's, he's of a different class altogether. And, uh, unfortunate that his career was derailed uh, by injuries and other things, but probably he should have at least a four or five of five years of fruitful seasons in the days to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, Shay Sayer sort of yeah. showed uh, in the last two innings, yeah. no issues with short balls and all those things. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, now if you were to talk India's chances, is it India's World Cup and yeah. it's their World Cup to lose, potentially? Uh, absolutely, it's their World Cup to lose. I remember uh, probably in the start of the World Cup when we made a podcast, I said that if you can't win with this team, mm. if you can't win the World Cup with this team, you're not going to win this. I mean, you've got all your bases covered. There's not even one weak link in the side. 
all the eleven you have put on on the path mm. have been contributing. Look, Siraj has not been at his usual best. Even he has got ten plus wickets. Mm-hmm. Both your spinners have got fifteen wickets. Mm. Your top three seamers have been like mind blowing. Mm. Okay, the bowling part is done. Then you talk about the batting. Gill has been getting runs. Rohit has been top class. Virat Kohli has hit this second purple patch and he's getting runs. Only he's had technically only one failure. And then Shreyas Iyer struggled a bit initially, but then he has got 400 plus runs. And Rahul has hardly put a foot wrong behind the stumps or in front of the stumps. He's been providing that stability. I mean, Surya has played just two or three games, and even he has been impressive in the. And where is the weak link? And if you can't win this this side, then I would be really disappointed. And yeah, as you know, it's a funny game. A half an hours of madness can cost your you know, two months of hard work. But hopefully, this time there is no heartbreaks of that sort. What happened in 2019 against New Zealand, uh, especially because the conditions are not not going to be as alien as they were in 2019 in England. So mm-hmm. even if India slumped to a say a fifty or fifty for three, I believe that the conditions are such that uh, someone like Rahul and uh, Shreyas Iyer can uh, resurrect that campaign and uh, I mean get the batting on back on track. Uh, I'm sure that that's going to happen. In, even if someone fails in the top order, I don't believe that. You know, I don't think that India is going to struggle because, as I said, the conditions are not uh, are pretty easy. Uh, For Indian batters, and they should get uh, the game is going to be in Wankhede, yes. right? Yeah, yes. Wankhede. It's one of the best batting tracks in India at the mm-hmm. moment, and India has shown that they can be in batting force or even chasing for that matter. So I don't see any reason why India should be, you know, doubting themselves. Uh, just play positively, and you're far better side than New Zealand, given the conditions. So it should be nine out of ten times, and hopefully. Is not the ten time it happens <laughs> day after. I hope that you know India, India doesn't take the foot off the pedal and just go and you know basically trample New Zealand. And they they're that much good aside, and they should do that target. Yeah, I mean they have the ruthlessness they've shown that they're able to go and yeah. maybe yeah. remain unbeaten throughout. That's what is now required from this stage. Let's see if they achieve yeah, exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. A word of appreciation also for Netherlands who played really well. Throughout the tournament, True. they were, did not disgrace yeah. themselves any point in time. Only probably two games leading up to the you now the last stretch, they you know folded up for a yeah. couple of ordinary batting efforts. But um, you know, against South Africa, at least I was not very happy. Uh, not against South Africa, sorry, against England, um, I was not very happy. Yeah. But look, I think overall, if you are a South Africa management, I th- uh, if you are a you know, Netherlands <laughs> management, Netherlands, yeah. you would not at all be unhappy. You would say, okay. It's okay that uh, sure. they could have gotten one more win, maybe that would have made it like a fantastic tournament. Probably they had a great chance against Sri Lanka, I believe. Yeah, Sri Lanka they should have won against Sri Lanka. But Sri Lanka, yeah. I think, was very clinical in that match. But yeah, it it sometimes doesn't work, right? They they have a game plan where they're able to bat yeah. first, put you under a little bit of pressure by taking some wickets and doing really well in the field. Uh, also, I think uh, Tejan Idamanuru, wonderful innings, fifty um, four and with six sixers. Yeah. small boundaries but i mean all that doesn't matter right it's the same boundary for both the teams yeah, he did yeah. well and then cybran engelbreth who almost more had more gone out of cricket right for him to have come back in now he finished the highest yeah. scorer for uh, netherlands in the tournament yes couple of great effort right couple of impactful innings from the skipper both of which 
uh, Netherlands won those games, right? So all of those, probably a bit of a letdown. Max Rodout couldn't get a hundred or even a big fifty. Colin Ackerman, a couple of middling scores, right? I mean, Bastelida, a little bit of a failure with the bat, but. It's okay. That can happen. And also, I think he needs to work a little bit towards his finishing with the ball because uh, teams are able to target yeah, him. But yeah. fine. I mean, overall, Rolof Mardamarva may have played his last international game. We don't know that. Yeah, it's that year. Right? Yeah. And um, yeah, we don't have any home uh, games, home ODIs planned. And I don't know when Netherlands will play the next ODI, frankly. So, it's a little bit of a problem. Yeah, that's disappointing, isn't it? That's really disappointing because yeah, there is a side... Netherlands side, which is not a test playing side, they have what? They defeated Zimbabwe, uh, West Indies, and Ireland, technically three test playing nations, and they they've made it this far. And if you're not going to give them the games, how are they going to improve? That's my simple question. They have to find a way, the ICC have to find a way where sites like Zimbabwe, uh, Bangladesh, Ireland, and other few teams, Afghanistan also. They play regularly, you know, the bilateral tours happening, at least of five ODIs, three, three, twenty, something like that. Keep them, keep these guys busy. Give them 20 ODIs every year. Then only they're going to improve. You see how, you see how uh, Kenya like fitted away. I mean, where are Kenya now? Kenya is not even in the, you know, the associate nations this way. They're at least, they're not getting playing consistent cricket. They just vanished. So we don't have Kina kind of a scenario happening with Sidesland Netherlands, you know. Once you are test playing nations, you will be in the reckoning. If you don't have the test stamp, then you're struggling. And uh, Kenya, unfortunately, despite making it to the 2003 World Cup semi-final, after that, they just vanished, as I mentioned. So hope that uh, ICC takes this notice into you know in consideration and gives at least 20 ODIs every year for Netherlands. Look, I think it falls also on the board I think they may have done a lot of yeah. approaches Economics. behind the scenes. Yeah. So it, it's 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 a yes. tough one. So can they really? Yeah. Make and it so tough? it's a it's the question is whether it's financially viable or not, and they have to find out a plan, the sponsors, and all these steps. And but look, if you're not going to take, go that extra mile, you're not going to spread cricket across across the globe. It's very simple, and uh, you know, Netherlands in my book uh, probably punched above their weight and. They deserve to be, you know, uh, given that impetus to grow further. Mm-hmm. So the, that's the question. Can they grow? Because uh, as well as we play in the higher leagues here, it's not uh, the same as competing against yeah. other international teams, right? Maybe there's still time yeah, to arrange tours with Ireland, Zimbabwe. It doesn't matter. You still go, you play international tours yeah. or invite home teams, teams home and then try and make it happen, right? Yeah. So this is this is uh, let's say the summary of all the games from the World Cup, the group stage, and we've also yeah. maybe given an inclination where we would like to see the semi-finals go. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to have a quick yeah. look at the off-field news, yeah, uh, what what are uh, your thoughts when you hear Meglaning has retired? Yeah, it's it was shocking uh, because what she's thirty-one now mm. and what a fantastic career she's had, World Cup, an average sir. of fifty plus. Yeah, an average of 50 plus in ODIs. Right. And she actually turned up for De- De- Delhi Capitals, if I'm not wrong, in the women's mm. IPL this mm. year. So she's had, she's had a very good uh, you know uh, season in Delhi also. So uh, I don't understand why, why people are retiring in early 30s because you see that you know the shelf life of cricketers have expanded or extended at least Mm. A good five plus years now because you you see fast bowlers playing at 36, 37 now. So I was a bit like, 
I didn't really understand. I mean, I didn't see this coming. Uh, to be very honest, because at thirty one, you actually mature as a as a batter, and uh, that that's that's the area, you know, that's a age group where twenty eight to thirty two, thirty three were the best, uh, you know, period for us as a batsman. Uh, so as a batter, I should say. So yeah, uh, probably probably she was what thirty one yeah. now, and probably in the. So that region where uh, the runs flow for me are back, and considering her quality, uh, she probably had at least four or five years of cricket left in her. It's it's disappointing. And Australian, uh, yeah, they have a lot of lot of talent in their uh, in, the, in the domestic circuit, but still, uh, it's going to be a huge loss for Australian cricket. Uh, Absolutely. Look, as I said, five World Cups, but more importantly. Um, she's already had yeah. a very fruitful career. She's had a 12-13 year international career. She scored yeah. her first. She's won everything. Yeah. When she was 18, she yeah. scored her first. 2011 was her debut. So it's okay. Yes. I mean, I'm not particularly disappointed, but you could think maybe there is more going on behind the scenes that we don't know, right? But uh, yeah, that that's not an easy decision yeah. to make, especially knowing they'll wait forever, <laughs> infinitely, if you want to come back because of yeah. there's nobody like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one that set up this yeah. juggernaut of an Australian women's team, which will beat anybody. Will probably win 90% of the games yeah. even into the next two years or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough call, and I'm not sure uh, if it was made in a light way. I think she once tried to come back, and she and she stopped again, and she took two more months off, and then. Yeah, to not go in the World Cup and then she called it off. So I think there yeah. may be some other things yeah. going on, which we may one day get to know. But nonetheless, yeah. congratulations on a wonderful career to Meg Lanning and we wish her all the best going forward. Great. I have a feeling yeah. within the next three, four years, once she's done with you know the T20 circuit and so on, we yeah. may see her in some coaching shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's one news from off the field. Other news is sort of uh, valedictory where Virendra Sehwag, Diana Edelji and Arvind Dizalva have been inducted into the ICC Hall of Fame. About time? Yeah, it was about time. And yeah, uh, really happy for Diana Edelji. Mm. Uh, so a woman cricketer from India getting this uh, you know, great greatest reward one could even imagine. Uh, full marks to ICC for recognizing her contributions because uh, uh, Diana Edelji and Shantaranga Swami were two like pioneers Correct. of uh, Indian women's cricket. Correct. Who started, you know, in the sixties and seventies. So these two, uh, you know, are on par with Kapil Dev and and, and, and Sunil Gavaskar. Right. And the equivalence you can mm-hmm. see. So yeah, really happy for one. And uh, yeah, uh, I was actually surprised. And uh, you know, Sangakara and uh, Jayavadane were inducted much before uh, Arvind De Silva. I, I, I actually had not, I had actually not really thought in that fashion. Uh, actually forgotten Arvind De Silva because he was the one who. First proper quality batter who had a longish career for Sri Lanka. Of course, I mean, uh, Jayawardene and Sangakara have you know, uh, scaled much higher heights and they got much more runs than Arvinda. But Arvinda was, was a master. You know, he was uh, probably there was a period in his career where he was on par with Sachin Tendulkar in the late nineties. He mm. was that that destructive batsman. So yeah, he thoroughly deserves it. And uh, yeah, there's Virendra Seva guy. I think he should have. Got this probably in uh, the the law says that uh, mm. any cricketer would be eligible for this you know induction after five years of their official retirement. I so Virinder Seva retired in 2015. Mm. Yeah, that's the rule which says Seva officially retired in 2015. So probably he should have been inducted in 2020 or 21. It was three years too late, but yeah, much deserving. And there's one more cricketer who probably should get in there. Uh, VVS Lakshman. Uh, probably he should be inducted in the years to come. Mm. 
uh, he is is one of the you know greatest indian batsman right. uh, and we don't know the yardstick ajit how this is decided because uh, bishan singh bedi was the first inductee into this icc hall of fame it is started in 2009 that, that was its inception mm. so uh, i still don't know how someone like, i tweeted also regarding this someone like gr vishnuar prasanna chandrashekar don't get in there i i i am no i absolutely no idea about the yardsticks which are used and uh, yeah seva was a pioneer as far as indian opening and the way he batted test cricket is concerned but lakshman too should have got in there and probably much before than than you know the others and yeah it's but f- completely happy for uh, the, the hmm three new inductees and they thoroughly deserving all the three especially dan adelji it's great to see women's cricketers uh, women cricketers being noticed and yeah it's a, it's a great thing as an as an indian as a cricket fan two uh, two of indian cricketers being inducted is, is a great great news right and i think dan adelji was 10 yeah. years too late um for me she should yeah, have been true, there long, long ago yeah, yeah. simply in terms of what she's contributed yeah. to the growth of the game in a whole ecosystem in a whole yeah, country and, and even also in the bcci uh, you know setup she is there in the bcci setup and she's really been contributing and yeah mm. thoroughly deserving right honor right yeah. so anyway um, we wish we wish all of the, these three inductees congratulations uh, yeah and uh, um, we still want to see more contributions from them uh, in the world of uh, sport anyway. yeah so all right yeah um those are all the news for this episode um anything to plug any new articles you've been writing anything you've been working on maybe related to the world cup finals or something else yeah what up uh, i think once the world cup is done uh, probably I'll, i'll be like writing a summary of the things which went well and mm. probably india's campaign basically yeah there's a, there's a kind of a discussion debate going on uh, whether this is the greatest indian odi asset ever and technically speaking they are they are how consistent they would be probably if they can be consistent for a few years going forward then there's no doubt there's never been an indian team which has been so ruthless in any time which has been winning games mm. and is not even giving the opposition a sniff so this technically is the greatest indian odi side and they have to win the world as simple as that i i know you know it's it's a funny game anything can happen on a given day but great sides uh, find ways to win uh, games when it matters the most the great australian side won two world cup without losing a game if that side can do this this side uh, pretty much on par with that when you talk about the you know man to man kind of thing uh, so they should win this ajit they should win the semi finals and finals convincingly and show that they are a few notches above the rest correct i mean the way they have played that's how we should uh, finish yeah. let's hope as india fans yeah. that's yeah. how it goes yeah. <laughs> all right but we yeah. wish all Hopefully. the other teams yeah. well because frankly good yeah. now i'm going to speak as a cricket yeah. fan if yeah. it finishes that um, south africa or new zealand win the trophy that's the one result i'll Only be able to live with okay. ahead of india yeah. cricket yeah very true very true anyone but Uh, australia uh, the oh. same <laughs> <laughs> make will make us happy nothing right. against australia but they won a lot but they won a lot and uh, let's say uh, others win it all right <laughs> they bought five already in that kit yeah, yeah yeah fair enough fair enough all right yeah. uh, thank you very much once again as always uh, a pleasure to talk yeah. to you and we'll uh, hope to have your company sometime shortly sure rajit uh, we betting for the next uh, chat <laughs> and uh, wishing all our uh, listeners you know like happy deepavali and let's hope that uh, when we do our next post bot podcast 
India would be the world champions. Wow. Well, from your uh, mouth to whoever is listening up there. Thanks all. Um, We wish all a good day, wherever you may be listening from. And we hope to have your company in the coming episodes as well. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.